Welcome everyone to Coaching This Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I'll be your mindset coach today. And today we're going to be talking about the idea of daydreams. And I remember when I was young, I would love to daydream. And my favorite time to daydream was when I was in school. I would think about all the wonderful things that I can do when I was not in school. Because school for me was one of those things that I just did not like. I liked going to hang out with my friends and things like that. But the idea of just like going there to learn and to get bad grades, it was something that wasn't really keen to me. Of course, eventually down the line, I've learned to respect school, to love it, go off college and maybe even start to play with the idea. Do I want to become a doctor, right? Dr. Reardon. That's going to be several years of school and of of studying and of a lot of work that's already a lot of work on my plate today. But the idea of gaining knowledge and then sharing that knowledge, that wisdom is very interesting to me now today rather than when I was younger. But I wanted to talk about the idea of daydreaming, just how powerful they can be. Because if we know anything about our feelings and our emotions, they can be the best drivers for our success. You might have heard me talk about the idea of trauma on past episodes of the podcast where I'm talking about why people don't take action unless they have a trauma. And the reason why people don't take action until there's a trauma in their life is because that trauma is a severe emotion to them. It could be severe anger, severe sadness, typically not severe happiness. Maybe it could be. Very unlikely though. So we have these people who have these negative turnouts in their life. They're confused, they're lost, they're trying to find a way. Well, that emotion that's part of that trauma that enacts action can be used in other areas of our life. That we don't have to have those type of traumas. We don't have to feel sad or angry anymore. We can use happiness as a motive to change. But we have to look at ourselves. We have to look at what we gain. Then we have to look at the subconscious mind too. But before we dive fully into the power of daydreams, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and to share this video and your audio. And also, either now or later, write down your daydream or your dream that you want to have or attain in your life down in the comments below. So we can start to see your dreams and we can share you on. I think that's an important aspect too. But I want to get into the most recent blog, The Power of Daydreams. If you're new to the podcast, you can always head over to RevanConcepts.com to get to our most recent blog. You can also check in the show notes to find the link to our most recent blog, The Power of Daydreams. When we are talking about the idea of daydreams, we're talking about what we think about the good feelings, right? Typically, we daydream about good things. Now, of course, we might daydream about ghosts or we might daydream about things that can hurt us if we're like in a scary type of mood. But oftentimes, if we have the ability to free think and to choose our daydreams, we're going to choose to be more optimistic. Many people daydream about winning the lotto, maybe having their dream car, maybe being in the perfect relationship with someone that you love or you're affectionate to, maybe going on a trip if you're a travel junkie. I mean, you name it, we can daydream about it. But the problem with our daydreams is that many people dream, but they don't apply action. Though their dreams make them feel good, they have a conflict with their mind. Their conscious and their subconscious mind are not working in conjunction with each other. So the conscious mind is thinking one thing, the subconscious mind is thinking another thing, and then you wonder why you can't attain your dreams. Well, if you can start to make your conscious mind or your subconscious mind have a synergy and start to work together and have the same belief and the same idea, then that's when your dreams are going to start. But Michael, how do I get my subconscious mind and my conscious mind to think the same? 
Well, that's easy. Mindset. You have to figure out exactly what it is you want in your life. So let's give an example of owning a home. You want to be a homeowner. Maybe there's a certain home you want. What are the steps needed to be a homeowner? You have to have good credit, maybe. You maybe have to have a down payment. You might just have to have all the money for the home. You might have to show proof of work, meaning you have to have an income. So there's many factors that come into owning a home, getting a loan. But getting a home is actually easy. Getting a home you don't regret, that's another story. What happened over the pandemic is that many people decided that, oh, I can work from home or I can make a living from home. So many people decided to say, you know what, since I can live at home and work from home and do everything in my home, why not have the best home possible? So many people went out and they bought their dream homes or supposed dream homes and they paid whatever price they could, sometimes $50,000, $60,000 over asking price just to be in the shoe-in to window bid. The problem is that the home evaluation just doesn't go up because you put more money into the house. So that market might regulate it. And even though it's your dream home, you're going to have a sense of regret that you spent all this money on this home. Because what happens with happiness and destination and goals is that you believe that if you get this home, you're going to be happy, that everything is going to be fixed. So you get this home and you find out your relationship is still in shambles. You might have just lost a job. You might have lost a ton of money on stocks or in your investment portfolio. You thought you were going to have a wonderful life when you got this thing, right? Same thing in relationships. You dream about having this wonderful relationship. You finally get it and you realize you're just unhappy. We have to look at a critical component and that critical component is ourself. And when we are daydreaming, I talk about in this blog, all the different things that I would daydream about. I would talk about how people daydream. I talk about how to dream properly, what your dreams can bring you, and then of course, the power that they can bring. And as you can see, it is a lengthy blog because the idea of the power of daydreams is a step-by-step process to help your mindset figure out, are you just a dreamer? Are you a doer too? Many times people are dreamers, they're not doers. So if you want to be a doer and you want to use the power of your daydreams to start to get the things you want in your life, start by reading this blog. I'm going to be diving in deeper the power of daydreams and how you can utilize them and how you can change your subconscious mind and your conscious mind to start to think in unison. So oftentimes, many people have a difficult time attaining their dreams is because their subconscious mind is not helping them essentially get to that dream. Your subconscious mind is going to believe what is true. For example, if I told you tomorrow, if you use affirmations, if you use all these wonderful things, and I talked about affirmations before. If you say, I am going to be a millionaire, I have a million dollars in the bank, I'm going to have a million dollars in the bank tomorrow, you're telling yourself over and over and over again, your conscious mind is saying over and over and over again, I'm going to have a million dollars, I'm going to have a million dollars tomorrow, I'm going to have a million dollars tomorrow. Guess what happens? Tomorrow comes, you look in your bank account, there's no million dollars there, you don't win the lotto, you don't get that deal or your investment portfolio doesn't do good, you don't win at the casino. So we didn't win that million dollars that we were looking for, right? That we were wishing for, that we affirmed in our life. What is the deal with that? I willed it. I wished it. But why is it not there? And the problem is our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind said, well, that would be nice. But guess what? We need to be real. We're living in reality right now, buddy. And you are not going to just get it by saying, oh, I'm going to get it. However, we can train our subconscious mind to see that million dollars is something attainable. Oftentimes, many people make that dream unattainable for the subconscious mind. 
I'm going to get a million dollars tomorrow. Okay. Well, how much money do you have in the bank? Do you have like $999,099? I mean, maybe then you can start to figure out how do I get that last little bit of change to reach my million dollars? Or you can come up with a plan. How can I get a million dollars? My million dollar plan. You show your subconscious mind that it is possible for you to create income. And the way you do that is by planning and processing. So you might not start with a million dollars. You might say, I want to make $50,000, right? You say, I'm going to make $50,000. And you start $50,000. Maybe you charge more. Maybe you start to do different things. So now you have the money and you're trying to figure things out. Okay, I got $50,000. Well, let me do the next step. Let me get $100,000. Then $200,000. Then $250,000. Then $500,000. I mean, you name it. We're trying to figure out how can we start to increase our income to get closer to that dream of being a millionaire. Well, I talk about it in the blog, but what we did essentially is we showed our subconscious mind that it is possible. What happens oftentimes is our subconscious mind believes that it's not possible. So it's like, huh, we can't do that. That's not attainable. Those limiting beliefs. And if you know anything about my company, Reverend Concepts, we aim to turn those limiting beliefs around. The problem is that many people are having a hard time finding out what they're capable of doing. But the power of daydreams can make you fly in the sky. Like you can have a bird's eye view of everything and you can say, you know what? I'm actually doing this. And you're flying in the sky even though you're grounded. You have a wonderful imagination, especially children. Children have a wonderful imagination. The problem with that is that we strip it away in the school system. We strip it away when they're young. We say, get your head out of the clouds and start to live in reality. You just can't dream all day and just live in your fantasy world and hope things are going to work out in your favor. Sometimes you have to realize, all right, I'm going to have to work in order to get what I want. But the power of daydreams is going to give you one of the most powerful tools that the human mind has, and that is imagination. That is emotion, where we can use our imagination to create emotion, and that emotion can be a great driver for us to get to what we want. So if you want something in your life, if you want a good relationship, if you want to have a successful business, ask yourself, how do you feel when you think about that? Do you feel confident? Do you feel like you can attain it? Do you feel like it's doable? Do you feel like if you gain it, you're going to want more? Do you feel like if you gain it, you'll say, this is exactly what I wanted? We start to ask ourselves all of these different things. We are conditioned, again, to say we want something and when we finally get it, we're not as appreciative to it. So, if you're a guy, you might say, I want the PS5. This is the only thing I want. If I get the PS5, I'll be happy. If you get the PS5, your girlfriend breaks up with you because you're always playing it. So, you're always playing your PS5. You lost your relationship. Now, you're not happy. So, you're like, I, I, I thought I'd be happy if I had the PS5. But then you learn that the PS5 didn't make you happy. The idea of the PS5 made you happy. The idea of playing with your friends made you happy. The idea of playing all these fun games made you happy. But then the other areas of your life, they're not in balance in the sense of what you want as a whole. We're looking at just one small detail in our life oftentimes. And when we do that, we fail to see the bigger picture. Our daydream should not just be one thing. It should not just be, oh, I want to have a big house or I want to have a million dollars. We need to look at every aspect of our life. How do you feel when you have that million dollars? Do you feel any more confident? What do you have in your life? Who do you have in your life? What are you going to be doing differently? Because oftentimes many people think, oh, I want a million dollars. I'm just going to be the same person that I am today. 
Well, I can almost guarantee you, if you are the same person you are today and you're given a million dollars, you're not going to keep that million dollars. You're going to lose it very quickly because the problem is our mentality is not built for that. You don't have a million dollar mindset. You don't have a relation type mindset. You don't have a family oriented type of mindset. Whatever you're vying for, if you don't develop the daydream or the idea or the emotions to it, you're going to have a very difficult time maintaining and attaining it. Well, if we understand that, then what are the steps needed for us to use our daydreams to get to what we want? Well, first, you have to make sure your subconscious mind and your conscious mind are in unison. An easy way to do that is to make those steps bite-sized. Tell your subconscious mind something that you know is attainable. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up. Well, you wake up, right? Because if you don't wake up, then your subconscious mind is not going to be there anyway. So, that's that. And I know there's a study that says that even after you die, you're like alive for like 15 minutes more where you're like able to say, oh, wow, I'm dead. That's like a study is a theory. I'm not sure if it's reality. I mean, I haven't had that. But you hear about those stories or read those books about people who flatline and they die for like 10 or 15 minutes and then they're revived. They tell stories about seeing light and to talk about the idea of like being in their mind and things like that. It's a very unique way of looking at the subconscious mind because now you're really in it. The problem is it still took a negativity for you to take more action for you to see your subconscious mind. You had to die or you had to lose someone. I mean, there's no reason for that type of hardship to be the drivers for our dreams. Like we should be able to get our dreams if we want them. So now that we understand that our conscious mind or subconscious mind have to be in unison, we know we have to take bite-side steps in order for our conscious mind and our subconscious mind to start to work in unison and to be real and to say this is doable. The next step is what do we want to feel? And not so much of the feelings of, oh, I'm a millionaire, I feel good, I'm happy. We have to really feel what it would be like to be a millionaire. We have to use our imagination. And again, it's difficult for adults to visualize and to imagine things because when we're young, we're told to not fantasize and use our imagination anymore to just conform and to do what we're told. Sit down and be quiet, right? Get your head out of the clouds, that type of mentality. That is not helpful when we're trying to attain something. If you look at the correlation to why there's more millionaires who didn't go to college versus millionaires who went to college, it's because the people who didn't go to college didn't have professors or the system, I guess you can say, telling them, this is reality. You can't do that, right? Because you're going to have a lot of naysayers in your life. And the more naysayers you have, the more difficult it is to rise. It's similar to how if you're swimming in the ocean, if you have more weights on you, it's going to be more difficult to swim. Not saying you can't swim, not saying you can't stay afloat. The problem is it's just more difficult for you. So you have to figure out, okay, well, this is difficult. This is challenging. How do I move now? How do I start to shed these weights? Well, sometimes we have to dismantle our whole entire ego, our whole entire life in order for us to start to make better actions. But if we have learned from people that we can't be successful or that we can't be happier, that we shouldn't imagine things and have these big dreams, it's important for us to dismantle that belief and to stop listening to people that are naysayers, that belittle us, that belittle our dreams, that belittle our daily action. Because we have the choice right now to do more. The problem is many people don't know how to do more. But what I want you to do right now is I want you to get a piece of paper, you can get your phone out, and I want you just to write out your dream. You can type it out, you can write it out. If you write it out, it is more powerful to the brain. So if you have a pen and paper, it's more powerful if you write your dream out that way. They also have vision boards that many people say that if they do a vision board, they can get to their dreams too. 
For me, I don't really like the vision board. I would rather have it written on paper. That's just who I am. You might be a person that benefits from a vision board if you're a visual type of learner. I'm a visual type of learner. I'm also a kinesthetic type of learner too. So, I learn by moving. So, if I'm moving my hand and I'm visually looking at me write those letters, I'm actually getting more in my brain, more from me writing than I am from just creating a vision board. So, now that you're writing out your dream right now, what I want you to do is I want you to attach a feeling to it, happiness, love, affection. Just attach a feeling to that. And once you attach that feeling to it, I want you to look somewhere in your life where you might have that feeling or where you once had that feeling. So, you might attach happiness to being in a relationship or owning a home or being wealthy, right? Being financially stable. You might attach happiness to that. Well, where else in your life are you happy? Can you find it? And if you can't find it, guess what your first assignment is? To find something that makes you happy. And I'm not talking about alcohol or drugs. I'm not talking about the superficial things that are temporary and momentarily. I'm talking about something that could be long lasting. So, you might find that you find happiness in helping someone, maybe going to the soup kitchen on Thanksgiving and passing out food. And that makes you happy. That makes you full of joy, fulfilled. And then now you have that emotion. Now that's in your emotion bank. You know exactly how you felt when you were there. And I want you to think about that. Think about that emotion, whatever it is, whether it be happiness, joy, affection. I'm not going to go name them all, but you get the understanding of the emotion you attach to your daydream. That is what you feel. That is what you look for. And I want you to start to look at ways how you can mimic that emotion in more areas in your life, not toward your daydream right now. We're not at that point yet. So, if you want more happiness, okay, we understand going to the soup kitchen creates happiness. Well, how about going to school and reading a book to the kindergarten class? Does that make you happy? Maybe not, right? Maybe you don't like kids. Maybe you like going to the animal shelter and feeding dogs or going to the pond and feeding some ducks. Maybe that makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy, I want you to give yourself a surplus of that emotion of happiness, of affection, of love or whatever. Mimic that as much as you can, replicate it as much as you can. What is going to happen next is your subconscious mind is going to believe that emotion is attainable because you already had it in so many different situations. So, now your conscious mind is looking at your daydream. Your subconscious mind is looking at the emotion, the feeling that you already gave it. You flooded the subconscious mind with this emotion, this feeling because you already showed it that it is possible. So, now when you're looking at your daydream and you're looking at that feeling that you're going to get when you get it, your subconscious mind is just like, yeah, no brainer. What do we do? What do we need to do next? You tell me and I'm going to make it happen. Maybe we have to have an action plan. Maybe we have to wake up earlier. Maybe we have to get a coach. Maybe we have to be more confident. Maybe we have to be a go-getter. Maybe we have to start a business. Maybe we have to work more hours. Maybe we have to work less hours. I mean, there's many different avenues that we can go down. But what we're looking for is we're looking for that emotion and we're looking at that daydream because that daydream can be something that we want. It could be something that we think we want. And you might get to that daydream or you might realize that, you know what, this wasn't exactly what I wanted. But oftentimes when you're doing that process, of figuring out how to get to your daydreams and when you're trying to condition your subconscious mind to looking at that daydream as something as you want and you're again flooding your subconscious mind with those different types of emotions, you're going to know intrinsically if that's what you want. And maybe somewhere down the line, you might realize that you don't need that dream home or you don't need that million dollars to be happy or be fulfilled. It might be a byproduct of what you do because now you have a new mission or a new goal in life. But the power of daydreams can change your whole entire life around. I started when I was young. I wanted all these wonderful things, but I didn't apply action. I just said I wanted them. 
I knew it would give me a good feeling, but I was just thinking in the same light that many people think, that once I get this, I'll be happy. I was giving myself a contingency that I'll be happy when I get this versus I'm happy now I attain this as a byproduct of me daydreaming and me being happy and me living a life that I want. We're living backwards in the sense of we want something, we want a feeling, but we don't have that feeling. We think that feeling is going to make us feel a certain way to be different when in reality, we should start to live that feeling today. How can you start to look at feelings that you want for your daydreams or your future? How can you start to feel those feelings that your daydreams are going to bring you for the future today? Because you might realize down the road that having a big house or having all this money or having all these cars or all these relationships might not be what you want. And you learn very quickly, the subconscious mind is going to tell you, this doesn't necessarily make me happy. I thought this was going to be something different. This is not what I wanted. Because in life, we might want something different as material things, as goals or accomplishments. But we do have a basic need, our human nature, to be loved, to be appreciated, to be respected, to be admired. There's many different things that the mind wants, the mind vies for. And it's up to us to say, hey, it is possible. And it's up to us to help the mind understand that anything that we tell it is possible. Power of our daydreams can lead us to our goals. The problem is many people don't have the action with their daydreams. They don't give themselves the feelings for their daydreams. So they're just in this idea of wouldn't this be nice rather than that sounds nice, I'm going to go get it. So if you want something in your life and you're tired of just dreaming and you want more action, begin to look at your emotions and your feelings and start to make sure that they correspond with that daydream that you're having. If you're having a hard time figuring that out, get yourself a coach. Head over to RevenConcepts.com. You can either get a consultation, come up with a plan in that 30-minute free consultation, or you can get coaching for the month. Typically, if you're looking at building a dream, you're going to be looking at like a three-month timestamp. But we can do it sooner. We can do it quicker. It's just that it depends on your mindset currently. And if you are like most people and you have the typical mindset that we have, it's going to take about 90 days, which is going to be three months. And in those three months, we will have addressed your mindset issue. We will have addressed your daydreaming issue, your feelings and your emotions and get everything in alignment to help you make your daydreams a reality. So if you're ready to have your dreams become reality, don't wait. My name is Michael Reardon. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me session at gmail.com and I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching in Session. Until then, everyone, take care.